0: Morning, church. Hello. Um, Lovely to see Naomi on on the kit. Well done for stepping out. Awesome to see Papa Davies. I'm glad that you're no longer air-basing in the front and you actually put your hands to it. Wonderful. (laughs) I think... um, I know that the greatest gift in my life is, as Paul would say, is for us to know Jesus Christ. Um, I count all as loss in comparison to the great and wonderful um, privilege of knowing Jesus Christ. So that is for sure the greatest gift of my life, and I also wanted to share today um, The second greatest gift of my life, 17 years ago, I got married to my beautiful wife. (laughs) Um, So I honor you today for being an incredible wife, beautiful wife, and precious uh, to us as a family. Thank you for all just being a wonderful mom and the way that you love God. Uh, yeah, I love you. For my heart. Hmm. Oh. <laughs> so it's been very encouraging for me to hear the word that's been coming through this morning. Um, it is certainly something that I believe that God's put on my heart um, a little while ago. I've been trying to find God in it um, and kind of what direction does he want to take it. And um, I thank him for last night he was able to Maybe I was able to tap into (laughs) into him and um, kind of formulate it. Uh, So I'm going to follow notes today um, so that I don't miss out what I feel like the Lord is wanting to share with us. And I'm also going to be quite practical. Um, So today I really pray that... uh, we as God's people will be able to see what God has put in our hands in the moment with willing hearts that we would be able to bring it before the Lord, that He would breathe His life into it, and that it would bring an eternal value, an eternal inheritance. Okay, so that's, that's the core of what I'm wanting to share with you today. So, so like a a practical example, um, it's a hundred rand. This hundred rand could probably buy you a couple of nice chocolates, maybe. Um, What you could also do is you could maybe give it to somebody uh, and and just bless them. And it might be just cool for them to get it, or it might be... um, an answer to prayer for them. So it could be maybe they've been praying for it and God's speaking to them um, or or an answer to prayer. Or what you could do also is I could take this 100 rand and I can go before the Lord and maybe set up a coffee with Byron, for example. And I can go and I can say, Lord, is there something that you want me to... To share with Byron, is there an encouragement? Is there something that's on your heart for him? And I can seek God for Byron, and I can set up that coffee. And for one hundred rand, I am going to buy two coffees and be able to tip the lady or man um, looking after us. But I am able to connect, and there could be something that could change in his heart on his spiritual journey with the Lord, that will bring an eternal value. So, something of s- fairly small worth could bring an eternal value. Okay. I really, w- we've, we've. Um, I also, I wanted to give you that. <laughs> um, so, I, uh I hope you know that there's more to us than flesh and blood. So much more. And I don't know if you've ever seen a demon manifest before. Okay, If you haven't, it's quite an experience. Um, <laughs> I remember I was in college and uh, we went to an orphanage one day. And we were praying and we were asking God for his presence and we had a great time with these little kiddies. And we asked God, please, God, would you let something of your presence remain? So we went back to college, and we got a phone call from one of the matrons in, in this place. And she phoned us, and she said, listen, you need to come back. There's a problem. So um, this friend of mine, Linton, him and I got into the car, and I'm like, bro, what's going on? So he's like, I, I'm not too sure. We'll see when we get there. And uh, this lady was... Uh, manifesting, and um, man, the sounds that were coming out of this lady were were not earthly. It was like it, it was quite freaky, and um, I'd never seen it before. So I was like, "Goodness gracious, bro!" So uh, luckily, the guy that was with me was like a mature Christian, and I, and I was like, "I'll back you. You do whatever you need to." And uh, he started praying for this lady, and anyway, um, we left, and I, I said, "Do you think that?" You know what, what was that about? So he explained to me what um, what was going on, and uh, I remember going home that night, and I, I actually I actually wept when I was in bed because for for most of my life I'd heard of the spiritual realm, and it was this imaginary realm to me. You know, it's, it's, it's as good as it got. I could only imagine it, and yeah, I was now seeing that this thing was not just imaginary. It was it was real. The point to that, I want to ask us. When we sit with people, would we ask God, help me to see past face value right now? Help me to see God. What are you wanting to do right now in this moment? What's happening in the spiritual? Because sometimes the Father will just drop something on your heart for that person, and it it could be to bring freedom in their lives. It could be to speak into a broken part of their hearts. It could be lots of things. But if you sit and you have coffee, and that's where it ends, it's going to be a good coffee. Ask God, show you past face face value. What are you saying in the spirit? Okay. I haven't looked at my notes yet. I wanted to say your tithe has got massive eternal value. So we know that when you bring your tithe and offering into the church, it pays for rent, it pays for sound, it pays for tea and coffee, it pays for salaries, very practical things, right? When somebody walks in the door and they haven't met Jesus and they give their life to the Lord, they're not going to burn in hell for all eternity. They're going to get to go and be with Jesus. And maybe their kids will get to know Jesus and their kids. And maybe a lineage gets changed. Is that not of great eternal value? Um, God has used the simple, simple coffees in my life to change my spiritual trajectory having a good coffee with somebody and a chat about life. And he's said, bro, how about this or how about that? And and I've opened my heart. It's taken me to be willing to say, I'm struggling with this. Can you speak into this area of my life? And it has shifted my walk with the Lord. And I know it's got an effect on my eternal journey. And I've also been able to sit with people and do the same. Simple things. It doesn't take much for God to do the most incredible works. In 1 Corinthians 13, 19 verse 3, if you could put that up for me. I'm going to read from the NIV. It's just the one scripture. So we know that 1 Corinthians is talking about um, love, isn't it? And one one of the scriptures says, if I give all I possess to the poor... And surrender my body to the flames, but have not love, I gain nothing. So today as I speak about potential actions, potential things that we can do with willing hearts, surrendered hearts, I want to root us in this. That if you are not rooted in love, I I haven't been called to give all that I have to the poor and to be burnt at the stake. That's radical, eh? In the the old days, they didn't... They they tied you and they put kindle under you, and they lit you from the bottom when you burnt. That's how the martyrs died, when they stood for Christ. And here it says, even if you do that, but you do not have love, you're not rooted in Christ, if you're not rooted in love, you gain nothing. So, our works... As we live our lives for Christ, may they be rooted in love. I want to encourage us to remember that Jesus paid such a price on the cross for each and every single one of us, one to know him. That's why Jesus died, was to reconcile man to God, because we were separated, right? And he paid a great price for us as people to walk in freedom. And do you know that we play such a huge part of actually uh, each other's journeys of, of our lives, of being able to help one another to walk in greater measures of freedom, and greater measures of knowing Him. So my primary purpose, even today and whatever I speak about, my primary purpose is that you're going to want to be closer to the Lord. Um, And I want to encourage us that as, as we set time aside and ask God in the moment, what have you put in my hands? Remember what He's paid so dearly for, the price that He paid. I'm going to read um, a portion of Scripture that I'm not going to expound massively on. It's quite a long portion of Scripture, um, and I'm going to ask you if you can stick with me through the portion. I, I mean, I I struggle a little bit with ADHD, so sometimes when a guy's reading, I switch off, and then later, I switch on when he's trying to bring a point, but I I, <laughs> I ask you to try and stick with me. I, I'm not saying that you all got ADHD. I, I, I do, but um, so... Um, anyway we're going to go through a little section, and i I want us to take the the grid so we 've heard of even Maddie feeling like just her heart has been stolen by the Lord, and what can i do god to 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 show you and to to surrender my heart to you and god's she 's decided to get baptized and here 's my life lord I lay my life down before you so um, as I as I read this portion of scripture, um, I'd like to ask that we use the grid. Um, God calling each of us to certain works, okay, actions, it takes actions in certain moments when the Lord leads us. Think of that, and then we're going to go through this grid quickly, go through the scripture. So this is in one Corinthians three. And um, this is Paul writing to the church and to the leaders, so to us. But obviously, that thankfully we weren't that church, because um, it was quite a, a rebuke. <laughs> but um, there's there's some very important messages in this portion of scripture for us to to listen to. Okay, so I mean, this is a, a terrible first verse. Brothers and sisters, I could not address you as people who live by the Spirit, but as people who are still worldly, mere infants in Christ. I gave you milk, not solid food, for you were not yet ready for it. Indeed, you are still not ready. You are still worldly, for since there is jealousy and quarreling among you, and you are you not worldly, are you not acting like mere humans? For when one says, I follow Paul, and another, I follow Apostle, uh, Apollos, are you not mere human beings? What after all is Apollos? Apostle. Why am I getting stuck under that? Sorry. What after all is Apollos? <laughs> and what is Paul? Only servants. Through whom you came to believe, as the Lord has assigned to each his task. I planted the seed. By the grace God has given me, I laid a foundation as a wise builder and someone else building on it. Listen. But each one should build with care. For no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. If anyone builds on this foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, or straw, their works will be shown for what it is. Because the day will bring to it light, it will be revealed with fire, and the fire will test the quality of each person's work. If what has been built survives, the builder will receive a reward. If it is burnt up, the builder will suffer loss, but yet will be saved, even though only as one escaping through the flames." it a, it's, a, it's a significant portion of Scripture f- for me as I read that. And, you know, as we build, whatever we do, it's going to be tested one day in a fire. That's what Scripture says. So, if we look at Jesus as an example, everything that He did, He did to honor the, the Father. As we live our lives, we're going to get it right, we're going to make mistakes. But our heart's desire should be one that as we build, God, I want to do your will. God, I want to hear your voice. And is this, is this what you've called me to? Yes, I believe it is. And right now, in this moment, I feel like, I'm, God, you're calling me to pray for this person. Lord, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. I, I feel really awkward, but I'm going to do this. And you do it, and like Hannes was sharing earlier, sometimes God called people to clap or shout, and God comes. And let me tell you that that has got an eternal value, and you'll receive a reward for that. And it's not about receiving the reward. It's actually about, for me, that person um, and their reward. And so, even today, as i share and and in many moments um for the sake of one or two or three that might take something of what's being shared today, may your life be changed forever. so many people have stepped out in faith um in on my journey uh and i've I've had god moments where for example, um, when lockdown happened, I'm in sales and on commission only. So, um, and I absolutely love my job. Lockdown happened, and uh, we were kind of thinking, okay, that's going to be interesting because we're not even allowed out of our houses at that time. so How am I going to carry on selling? And I was wondering how we're going to make it through financially. Um, I phoned Grant. Grant said to me, "Bro, have you?" Sp- prayed with Catherine. I said, uh, no, not yet. So he's like, okay, well, good starting point. We prayed. Um, so the very next day, somebody rocked up and um, it was my brother. And he said to me, um, meet me at the gate. So I met him at the gate and he had a whole lot of groceries. And I, we actually didn't need groceries at that time, to be honest. I mean, we were fine. We, I was looking down the road where we might land up and um, I said, goodness, thanks. And he, he, he dropped them. He said, no, I just love you, and off he went. And I later said to him, actually, I was a bit frustrated. So I picked up the phone, and then I phoned Grant. And I said to him, dude, did you share with somebody our conversation last night? And uh, he said, no. Because I thought maybe he told my brother or something. And um, I then found out my brother, when he was walking through the shops, he felt God say to him, whatever you buy for yourself, buy for your brother. Now, he's never done that. The night before, we prayed. And the next day, this happened. For me, that was such a significant moment of God saying, I'm with you. And I realized, he heard our prayers. And I'm so glad my brother heard and acted in obedience because that did something to my faith. It's an anchor in my faith that for as long as I live, I'll remember that. Um, I want to say that we must always remember whatever we have to offer is actually what God has given us, isn't it? So we, we may feel like we want to bring something to the Lord. Remember what you're bringing is actually what He's, brought, he's given to you. So when we look at, we look at the story of um, the five loaves and two fish, it was God that provided those five loaves and two fish. It was brought to him, he multiplied it, and he fed those that he had compassion on. And you know, it's incredible, if you read that scripture, it's, I mean, sure. So, John the Baptist had baptized Jesus who spoke the way to say, before me, one is going to come that is far greater than I. And he he spoke a baptism of repentance. Herod got him beheaded. And the disciples came to Jesus, and they told him. And do you know what he did? It says in the Scripture, Jesus went in private to a solemn place. I think his heart was broken. I thought, Do you know John the Baptist got beheaded because he was standing for Christ? And Jesus went to a solemn place to maybe go find the Father. And guess what? The crowds followed him. And when he saw that the crowds had followed him, he had pity on them. And the disciples came and said, hey, we should send these, we're in a rural place. It's getting dark. We should send these people away. And he said, no. He had pity on them. A willing, surrendered heart. He saw eternal value. He thought, no, we're not sending them away. Even though his heart was bleeding because of John, I think, I'm assuming. He then ministered. And the Bible says he had um, pity on them and he healed them of their diseases and then he fed them, not only physically but spiritually. Isn't that amazing? Um Mike. Where's Mike? Um Radigan. You need to join me, bro. Hmm mm No, it's good. Thanks very I look to the youth and not only the youth, to the old as well today. Are there any adrenaline drunkies out there? You guys enjoy a bit of an adrenaline rush? Yeah? A good a good wave? Well I uh, I can tell you that and maybe to the elderly what what would be a rush? <laughs> Jumping out of a plane <laughs> with the parachute. Um, but serving the Lord, man, what a privilege. What an honor. And what a stretch. I'm going to share some little little stories with you. Um, and not, I promise you guys, I, I have missed many moments. God has said to me, to do things, and unfortunately, I've missed those moments. I was too chicken. Well, I, had a, I thought, no, Lord, I, I don't feel spiritual enough today, or I'm going to look like a cake, or whatever it was, but I dodged it, okay? I'm going to share some moments that I got right in the hope that you, as a practical example to you to see what the Lord can do with the most simple of creations, In Acts 1, verse 8, it says this But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, and all Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. He's called us to be his witnesses. If you are going to call yourself a Christian, his witness. How are you witnessing? Know this. The Spirit has come up, is there for us. If you've received Jesus Christ, you can say it's no longer I that live, but Christ that lives within me. And there is a moment where the Holy Spirit can come upon you in a certain moment to anoint you to, to minister to a person. And it takes a positioning of faith. You've got to be willing to risk. Because he might or he might not. I was in church a while ago, and um, I felt the Lord say to me that I needed to wash a lady's feet. So I was standing there, I was like, Lord, can I not just... Pray for water for her to wash her own feet or something like that. (laughs) So anyway, I left it. And I I did nothing about it. And a week came and went. The next week I was standing and I was finding God. And I felt the Lord say to me, you need to wash that person's feet. I was like, sure. That's not something I've done before. And, okay. Okay. So I spoke to Catherine about it. We set up um, some time to connect with the couple. Shame, they obviously didn't know what was going (laughs) to (laughs) happen. They came to our home. We had a a great time with them and uh, just trying to encourage them. Yes, and and it was like God was telling me, dude, you're doing this. And um, so anyway, we finished and I was like, "Eh, can I wash your feet? (laughs) (laughs) so unbeknown to me in the week um, somebody had spoken to that woman and shared with her how Jesus had washed the disciples feet and I felt that God was going to restore something of honor and of dignity to this lady and I, I didn't really know what to say but all I did is I got the bucket, and I went down and I, I washed her feet. And we prayed for her, and the Holy Spirit touched her and did something of eternal value right there with a very simple act. Healed her heart. I haven't asked her, what did you feel or anything like that. I, that's between her and God. But God used that little moment to do something very special in her heart. A good friend of mine was sitting with us. We were in an Atlantic Beach Golf Estate one day. I can't remember if it was early morning or late at night, but I know that I could hear the crickets. It was quiet. Probably late at night. There was friends around, they were all believers we were praying and this friend of mine sitting here I could see the dude was struggling I was like bro are you okay? he's like no can, can you guys pray for us? pray for me so of course we said yes we'll gladly pray for you come sit praying, praying for him and I, I felt God say Shout over him. So I, I'm quite a quiet guy. Uh, shouting's not really my thing, <laughs> especially when you can hear the crickets. <laughs> if other people are shouting, I'll join in. But and then I thought, you know what? In a moment, this person would do the same for me. I know this guy. And he would do anything to see me come fr- through in, in freedom. And then I thought of what the Lord has done for him. And God showed me the freedom. He, he gave me a picture that I, I had so much faith and so much joy for this person. He was wrestling in that moment. And I stood there and I was like... <laughs> Jesus! And I started to declare God over him, and something broke, and he got set free. And it wasn't just me praying, there was other people praying. And later, he shared with me, dude, i had been struggling with a harassing spirit, and I can't explain to you, I felt like I was losing my mind. And this thing was attacking him. And you know, I thought, what if, what if I didn't shout? Or what if I didn't have the courage? Maybe God would have still delivered him. I don't know. In, maybe through our prayer or later. But what if he had to struggle with that for a while longer? And I'm so grateful that in that day and in that moment, I stepped out in faith. One day, my boss... One of the founders of our business in the office went for eye surgery. He couldn't see it, w- it went not well. He came back and his eye, there was something um, disconnected. So it was floating in his, in his eye. So he kept on seeing this stuff. So almost um, not thinking, I just said to him, oh, cool, take a seat. So he sat down and then the whole office looked at me. So he's like, what? I said, no, check. Just give me a minute. And I wasn't really ready for this whole thing, but I, I, I just stepped out. So then I put my hand on his head, and then I didn't know what to say. So I was quiet for a minute, and he was like, are you doing Reiki on me? So I said, no. And then I stepped away, and then I, you know, everyone's like looking, what's going on? So I said, is it better? He said, no. So I said, well, it didn't work. Sorry then he went and sat and I carried on with my work <laughs> but I I messed up I think but I, I stepped out and it's still he's like dude my eye's not right eh I'm like come try you know there was a bit of rush just take a seat you know up. But, but I tried and I want to encourage you look for moments just even if it's you're going to make yourself look like a cake um, <laughs> we went away I'm nearly done we went away, just as friends, sitting in a room. One of the guys said, I feel like the Holy Spirit wants to come. And we're, like, and we, like, we're waiting. And that's when this message got birthed in my heart. What's in your hand right now? How do I surrender it? Lord, how do you come now in this moment with whatever's in my hand? And I was sitting there with a djembe. And I felt the Lord say to me, make it sound like rain. Now, it would have been cool if it was like thunder or something, but rain on a djembe, yeah, and I should have had a harp or something like that. Okay, okay, and it's like quiet... And I played the djembe as best as I could with a willing heart. And you know what? The Holy Spirit came on some, not everyone. And that was okay. Some people were radically touched. Some people encountered the presence of God, not everyone. And that was okay. When I was finished, I was so grateful that God had used a jolly djembe in a moment to bring something of His presence that would possibly bring an eternal value. We were in worship and I felt the Lord tell me to sing over someone. I have never sung in church Uh, on my own sorry obviously I sing in worship times Um, and um, yeah it was a lady so I asked my wife to come and join me and we went and we stood there and we were praying and the Lord gave me that song Um, it was four words and it was this He loves you, oh, how he loves you, oh, how he loves you, oh, how he loves you. And the Lord was there. And that was just a surrendered heart and a moment where the Holy Spirit came and was able to encourage somebody and bring life. Sometimes all that we have to bring are open hands and a willing heart. And that's sometimes all that we need to bring is a willing sacrifice. I didn't look behind. But man, my heart was crying. When the when Baron said, was it Hannes? I can't remember. But somebody said, if you feel like you want God to ignite your heart and set you on fire, would you lift your hands? May we always be quick to put up our hands. Always quick. God Would you come and work in me? You're not done. You're not finished in my heart, Lord. Oh God, would you set my heart on fire for you? Have a willing heart. Open hands before the Lord.